Welcome to Deep Americana. How do I pronounce your last name, John? Ferris. Ferris, okay. I'm here today uh, interviewing Jeff Ferris about uh, his oral history. How do you feel about homeless people? Well, I just I just feel like there's no reason that we should have homeless people. Right. Well, I mean, they could easily just or how much money they waste incarcerating people that right. you know, aren't even doing violent crimes, but lock them away doesn't even help anything at all. Right. They could easily house the homeless for that. Right. That, yeah. Right, man. No, that's why. Why, why are people why homeless? Right. Yeah. And there's people that need, you know, room board. Right. That we're not helping. Right. So tell me about, you know, your, your DUIs, getting arrested, and how that's impacted your life, man. Well, I have to depend on people for rides a lot. That's the main thing. And just the financial, like, the last time, I only had to have a talks like for a year. It's like two hundred dollars in, two hundred dollars out, about, and then sixty dollars every month or two to get it going. Right now, the way it is now, I have no idea. Like I keep everybody I talk to said it's worn out, but yeah. I don't know. Well, and you, I mean, what was your experience like being in jail? Well, it's weird. Like you get that kind of concept. I mean, just regular. One person running the block. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's always yeah. somebody that's kind of like in charge of it or not or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. But they're just a person that kind of everybody talks to or whatever, like, it's their house. Right, you gotta get, you know, you gotta get a pass from them. It's just weird. Right. Well... And most people are in there are friends with them too or whatever. Right. I've seen some interesting stuff where there was like three guys in there all hardcore trying to say that they were in like prison gangs that were like skinheads and stuff right. like that kind of and then they send in a 6 9 black guy into our thing next it was funny as hell yeah they the whole atmosphere changed a lot oh I bet I bet man <laughs> it's almost like they're just sitting there playing the game like was the way they're putting a group of people together and stuff probably to me it was like well how, how did that influence your mental state well that part wasn't so much. It was the stuff that really clicked with me. It was like, well, like, this had me in isolation. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Kept getting arrested just for trying to see my kids. Right. And I didn't even understand I was doing anything wrong. I didn't understand the stupid GFA or right. the things that were like, that was the stuff that was bad when I first, before the alcohol. Well, I mean, I had another DUI a long time ago, but. Right. I think that screwed me up is when I was already in a screwed up state. Essentially a bad trip, but it lasted four months. Jesus. Some shrooms, and I think that the monsters did me in like the vitamins to them or something. Right. That like four that night. Damn. Well. And I had like a whole thing of uh, fruit snacks with it. 
But that sent you yeah. into a four yeah, month life. Yeah, I was irritating when the first night, I got a little bass better, and then I didn't even know about the lightning strike in it or anything. <laughs> right, damn, man, that's, that's rough. How, how did you come out of that? How, how did you, I mean, you, you're, you're doing a lot better, right? Yeah, I mean, everything's cool now, but this the main thing is, like, when I was there, like, I thought people should try harder to, you know, try to explain to me, but they right. did, and it just didn't make sense. Like, I was... Well, you weren't you... Just, but, so, Jeff, weren't you having a psychotic breakdown? I wasn't, like, violent, but I was just, like, very confused, and I was right. really paranoid of all kinds of bad things happening. And, I was trying and, to they, and they didn't take the time there. to understand your mental health state at all, right? I don't know, like, that was kind of like why I got locked up was that my wife at the time, my ex-wife, she knew something was wrong with me and didn't want to have to pay for shit. Right. And she thought she was going to have to pay to house me and like permanently I was going to need people to take care of me or something like that. Yeah. And that's why she told them that I showed her something just to get me arrested. And she did them, like, she tried telling people that she thought that was going to help me. I'm like, how the fuck is that going to help somebody? Right. People don't think when they do the shit. Once you call the police, the decision yeah, on what to do is out of your hands. Right. Like the worst I'd ever been treated in my life, you know, for stuff I didn't understand. It was. Well, right, I man. I just had all that time to sit in there. Right. And I just started going with it at some point, and it actually <laughs> helped me. I'm like, okay, God's just showing me why something's got to, you know, right. it's got to work itself out. So I stopped questioning things, start following my instincts, and I see these spiders on the wall. Somebody do, and they were kind of leading me around the room to the sprinkler. And when I was in another pod and another stay, this guy was one guy was fucking with this thing, and he's like, No, don't do that, you'll sell sprinkler, so I knew how to do it. And I just did that and fucking got flooded out. And they took me away and put me in isolation on Friday in a different kind of sprinkler. I seeing shit that like handprints and stuff in there. So I ended up climbing up on top of the toilet punching the little glass thing out with my finger and setting that one off too. <laughs> wow. And then that led to me actually getting help though. Well good. Just going with the crazy, you know, it's weird. Right. Well that's good, man. You get you But I had to pay for it, I'm still paying financially for it. Well right. The financial side of the stuff seems to be just impossible. Because after you get a conviction or something on your name, you know, then then you try to go get a job and you have a felony or any record, man, they question you a bit more on getting a job, don't they? Isn't it a bit harder? Yeah, some of them do. Some, like, I'm lucky right now where, like, it's far enough back. The only felony I actually got out of that was back in 2010. Right. When I had something on me that I got a felony possession for when I was, for uh, back when I had my DUI in 2010. Right. And that's far enough back. That's what I went through. I just know, like, the places around here that don't care about felons is pretty much what I've been working in factories where I have and stuff. Right. And then I also, like, uh, this time I went to a temp agency and they said, well, it's so far back, we don't care or whatever. Right. And That's then good. the last time I tried to go there before, they said, yeah, be bonded and it was too close to when I had that or whatever. Right. Like, what the fuck? Right. And then the company actually hired me on, they don't even have an application from me. They just hired me on directly from being the temp form. That's good, man. So it's kind of, it's kind of, I don't know, it's good, but at the same time, I kind of, like, want to know, like, what I've been doing, kind of, so I have a better idea where, where to go down the road, you know? Right. Well, you, you have experience in all that stuff, man. Just basic factory shit, you know, right. as far as 
That's, you should but push that, yeah. um, I would definitely need some training, but I talked to him about that, and I might get a chance in the future when they have more room or whatever, you know. Right so on. Run that. Right on. You should write a story about it, man. It's in, it's interesting, because, like, I've had a lot of crazy stuff mentally happen to me to where I've had psychosis and thought, sh you know, of seeing shit and hearing shit. Looks like I couldn't make up the shit that's as good as what really, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, like all the things that I was thinking then, there's no way I wouldn't think of that now. So it's just right. like a different perspective, even to me to see it. So you know, like, you know, as much pain as you go through, pain. right, as much pain as you go through in that process, man, I think a lot of it is healing. You know, because you sound uh, way better. Yeah, eventually, that I, I did learn a lot of stuff, like how to deal with my emotions better. Right. If that was a whole part of that, it had some hardcore side effects. I was like thinking about suicidal thoughts, and I'm like, realistically, you know, but they just kept crossing my mind. Like, I'd be at work, like, I wonder if I stood, stood in between that press when it closed and stuff, you know? Right. Right. And it's like the weirdest anxiety, man. Like, that made me stronger, and then even though I was only in there for DUI the last time, it made me get to treatment shit. Right. So, I learned a lot of coping skills and just things like that, and started, you know, I got things a lot more under control, but... Hell yeah, man. So, um, what's your life about, man? Oh, no, it's hard to say pretty much. I haven't... That's okay. So you've been you you came up in a small town. How has that yeah. influenced you? Like your life? Yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, totally. So, what? Uh, I don't know. You make artwork sometimes, don't you? Yeah. What, what's that about? Usually, I mean, it's a toss of like some stuff, just like something that I think looks cool in my head, like, or sometimes it means something, sometimes it doesn't. Like right on. You think that helps you mentally? I do sometimes, like, if I just have the time. Right. There's certain times I feel like I really need to, and I just stop and do it. Right. Like, if I'm upset or something occasionally, but... Yeah, man. Yeah, I just haven't really got it built into my schedule, and I don't do it regularly, yeah. So what do you do? What does your, your day consist of? Usually it's just work and dealing with family, helping with the kids, and whatever right. little stuff right. around the house and just, you know, watch a little TV or, you know, check on social media or something like that and then wind down. Hell yeah. Right on. Um, so, since I don't have a family, you know, a big family or anything like that, I want to ask you, how do you, <laughs> how do you keep a family going, man? That's an impressive feat. I don't know, sometimes it is, like, it's mostly just not giving up and just always working with things and finding a way right on, man. work a lot of stuff out. Like things that you don't think you, you know, you can hit a lot with just major things in life and you know, you burn, you just kind of, you know, right. that not panic or, I mean, sometimes you have to panic to an extent, you know, 
Right. <laughs> right, man. Relax and just kind of roll the stuff and get everything done as you go. So that's cool. That's all right, man. I was raised nomadically, so that's why I've moved around a lot. I'm talking about, with each of my guests, real-life American culture. With that being said, this is not some bloated, overproduced mass media conglomerate. Um, this, is, this isn't even polished. Uh, this is raw. This is deep Americana.